Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. Welcome to the September 17, 2019 Quadcast. Today brings us more results out of the Astro 2019 conference in Chicago that may just blow you away. So grab on to these special edition quadcasts to keep your bearings. We've got several coming out. Check us out this week. First up, killing it. Androgen deprivation therapy kills. If you don't know how Dan Spratt feels about giving ADT to all patients receiving salvage radiation for prostate cancer, you haven't been listening. But who needs conjecture when you can point to a secondary analysis? As a reminder, RTOG 9601 randomized 780 men receiving post-prostatectomy salvage radiation to plus or minus the addition of ADT. They used oral bicalutamide, 150 milligrams daily for two years. We all know that the final analysis showed an improvement in overall survival with the addition of ADT, and that had all lumpers doling out ADT to all biochemical recurrences, big and small. This study looks at overall survival among dichotomous groups based on the PSA cut point of 1.5 used to stratify the randomized arms. Indeed, no overall survival benefit was seen among those of the PSA less than or equal to 1.5. And what's more, overall survival was significantly worse with the ADT among those with a PSA less than or equal to 0.6 with a hazard ratio of death of nearly 2, and even more depressingly so, with a PSA of 0.2 to 0.3, with a hazard ratio of over 4. Perhaps all due to the significant increase in grade 3 to 5 cardiac events seen with the addition of ADT. Final words of caution from the discussant suggest that we should not let PSA-colored glasses blind you to other red flags like high Gleason score or genomic risk, given that these characteristics are very poorly represented on the trial. So what's the bottom line? PSA at the time of treatment is strongly predictive of the survival impact of the addition of ADT to salvage prostate radiation with no clear benefit seen at levels of 0.6 and below, and a clear detriment seen below 0.3. Up second, shoot straight. Spine radiosurgery doesn't improve pain control over the tried and true 8 gray times 1. What's that we hear? The cries of woe of disappointed radiosurgeons everywhere? We finally have results of the Phase 3 RTOG 0631 study that randomized 330 patients with quote-unquote limited spine mets to either a sophisticated radiosurgery approach, 16 or 18 gray times 1, with the rigorous dose constraints and quality assurance, or a conventional setup of 8 gray times 1. Crucially important here is the choice of primary endpoint. The more obvious choices of local tumor control or durability of pain control be damned. The authors opted instead for the patient-reported pain control. This had to be at least a three-point improvement on a pain scale ranging from 0 to 10 at three months after treatment. 
This happened in 40% of patients after spine SRS, and wait for it, 58% after conventional treatment. This numerical inferiority of SRS was unexpected, to say the least. Though the gap did close almost completely by six months. Predictably, the discussant hypothesized that the SRS dose was simply too low. Since we weren't asked to discuss elsewhere, we'll discuss it here, that it might have something to do with the drastically different target volumes between arms, the involved spinal segment alone with SRS versus the entire vertebral body plus one above and below with eight grade times one. Keeping in mind that when it comes to bone pain, there are many more local factors at play than simply the presence of active tumor. The bottom line is, we're going to shoot straight here. It just got more difficult to justify upfront spine SRS for most spine mets. Next up, impartial. Cosmesis doesn't appear, at least to patients, to be notably impacted by a partial versus whole breast radiation approach. This substudy discussed by Julia White at Astro 2019 of B39, shows no statistical or meaningful difference in patient-reported satisfaction or cosmetic outcomes between the arms. Finally, rock hard. The data supporting the aptly named ROA rock pathways as a novel target to prevent radiation-induced erectile dysfunction. The targeted therapy, Fusamil, when administered via daily peritoneal injections, promoted erectile function via preservation of cavernous nerve myelination in rats receiving prostate radiation, thanks to Mahmoud Astro 2019. This concludes today's episode of the Quadcast. Thank you for tuning in, and please be sure to check out the special sessions that are being published all week, highlighting some of the biggest names and the biggest publications coming out here in Chicago. We'll catch you next time.